Break out the Guinness and wear your cream, because it's time to talk about Battle Angel Alita. <laughs> that totally tracks. It does. Hit the theme music. Kaka! bird noise it caused yeah. a bird noise yeah no you did yeah you did but the, the whistling is the thing all right mm-hmm. this is about the time when it starts to fade out or i think it's faded out all the way and sure just, just my voice at this point could be welcome dear listener readers hello everyone to slow readers hey america's fast-paced literature podcast that's us. brought to you by top Gun radio that's also us we're a show about books we're a show about weeding we're a show weeding weeding oh okay we're weeding. a show about Reading, yeah. We're a show about adaptations. I ran out of words very quickly. I repeated yours. Uh, We're a show about the printed word and also the illustrated image. We're a show about reading right to left. We're we're a show about uh, poor translations from uh, various different publications that differentiate between Mm. the ones that you've read when you were a kid. Daniel, were your original editions of this left to right? Um, no, no, yeah, I think they were, le- I think they were left and right. Well, we'll mm. Gabriel, how dare you bring mm. up book talk very, the book very and, soon? The book and, like, of topic, no less. Sorry, let me Normally you fuck down. around talking about nothing for a while. Yeah, no, well, we have a lot to talk about, but before we go with that, okay, I am your co-host, uh, Daniel Gonzalez. Hello. Uh, I am a audio producer, an true. audio writer, an editor, and also an author. That's true. Gabriel, who what it. are you? Hi, everyone, I'm Gabe Mara. I do comedy sometimes, I do writings, and I also produce audio content for an audiobook company. Just like Daniel. Mm, it's like we have the same job. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's like we like see each other like 15 hours a day. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And and this is slow readers. Yeah, um, it's, we're, we're a real show. And also we should say, speaking of real show, we, we do have a book to talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, we do like to dick around for a little while. Yeah, so if you're only here to listen to talk about Battle Angel Alita, part of our new series called Fanzerkunst. Fanzerkunst, which I'm if still here, on the fence on that. Yeah, if you're here only to hear about that, <laughs> um, I, I can't imagine why you'd want to skip ahead of our talk but you can uh, scroll down and you can scrub on over and you can skip straight ahead to book talk yep uh you can skip ahead all of you all of you big james joyce fans who listen to the show regularly it's like oh boy get to the alita talk already please oh man all like all like the people who really enjoyed our east of eden talk last uh-huh week. they're back uh, and they're 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 really with it i mean look there's a in the venn diagram there's a huge crossover mm-hmm. um but hey that's that's james the, joyce that's bell and alita mm-hmm are you James Joyce? Oh, again? sorry. No, oh, you can talk about James, James Joyce. Joyce. I don't know. James Joyce wrote East of Eden? I hope so. Oh, uh, man. Let's read Finnegan's Wake. Well, are, are we going to have to? <laughs> no, that, there's no way that's on the Strand 80. Uh, Ulysses is. Y- Ulysses is. Mm-hmm. Because Ulysses is like a real book. Okay. Finnegan. Sick burn on James Joyce. No, sick, sick burn on Finnegan's Wake. I've heard about that. And don't get me wrong, if you're into the James Joyce, like a. Uh, Canon? Like imaginary, like kind of like. like no, not imaginary. His like imaginative, uh, like kind of use of language and a stream of consciousness. That sounds cool, but like. It's, it's, it's a stream of conscious book about dreams. Yeah. I'm anyway. not a fan of that guy. Yeah. Uh, from what I read about Ulysses, I really liked. I bet. But I've only read a very small portion of it. I bet, he said contemptuously. Yeah. That's Gabriel, consumptive. Consumptively, uh, contemptuously. Ga- 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 Gabriel. Yes. Gabriel. Okay. So now, okay. So now we told everybody that if they want to skit to the book talk and we introduce can, ourselves, they can. Yeah, we've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've told them about you know skipping ahead, which is uh-huh. important because you have a little special thing for us. I do. So Gabriel, what mm-hmm. is the special thing you have for? Uh, it's my penis. Uh, I knew it. Jesus Christ. All right, Daniel. Aye, so aye. um, now and again, we like to play a game or so on the show. Something we do regularly because you know our show's hilarious 
hilariously unstructured, and we just kind of fuck around we for the gotta, most part. We, we talk about books. We, yeah, we yeah. are better than we used to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I thought it'd be fun to play a game because last week I jokingly suggested um, that we make a game out of taking random white male author names mm-hmm. and trying to match them to their random white male book titles. Okay. So I did just that. Okay. We're going to play a game that for now I'm calling... Um, yes, that Patterson dude. Cussler's the Woods. Nice. So, Daniel, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you... Oh, I, I made three of them, but let's, let's take our time. Um, I'm going to re- give you a synopsis of a book. Okay. Basically, it's the it's the um the jacket review that Amazon posts. Uh-huh. I've changed character names, so it won't be so easy. Okay. And then you will tell. Then I will give you three book titles and their authors, and oh. you will tell me which book it is. Gabriel, I love this idea of a game. Okay. Let me, let me tell you though. Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked at a used bookstore. Oh, this is why I know how to do it because I, I'm yeah. curious to see if I can beat you in these. It's um I, I'm very curious how this is because but, like should I like maybe next week prepare some. For you to test you, maybe honestly you're gonna be better at it than me because I don't know a lot of these authors. Well, I I don't know that I don't I never read any of them. Well, I just, we'll see. I just, okay, yeah, no, that's okay. what makes it fun. You'll recognize the titles probably. I, I think I'll be able to guess them by genre. Okay, I think well, so, so. But we'll see. Um, the authors you have choice. It's only okay. Stuart Woods, James Patterson, <laughs> James Patterson, okay. and Clive Cussler. Thus, okay, Patterson Cussler's the Woods. Okay, I I think I think I know there there's a str- there there is I think a strong genre difference between them. But to be honest. I could just be 100% wrong because I don't know. Yeah, and maybe okay. I picked extremely generic titles. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Here's okay. your first one. I want to point out that these are some of the most like successful yeah, these are some writers. Of the most best-selling like, authors. These like these are like the most obvious ones. In the used bins, you'll see nothing but these books. I, I worked at a used bookstore. We had a fuckload of all of those. The crazy thing is that the only one that sold consistently well Patterson? was James Patterson. I believe it. Like, uh, uh, He's the Coca-Cola dead. of those things, huh? He's dead. Kessler's dead. I think. No. Or he's near dead? No. He's really old. Oh my god. He was born like 1937 or something. Oof. He old. Not as old as uh, Oates or McCarthy. Mm, boy, yeah, they old. Yeah, they're old. Anyway, Daniel, anyway. cue the music. Here is your first synopsis blur. Okay, okay. So I changed I need... the names again. So, so again, you're going to read the synopsis, mm-hmm. and then I'm supposed to guess which of the three authors. And I'll give you the three authors again. Okay. I'm going to give you the titles. And oh. then you'll t- and including the author. So okay, all right. Maybe they'll make it too easy. This is a work in progress. Yeah, we'll see. We'll all see. right, Daniel. As an eligible bachelor, man about town, and mover in the highest social echelons, Balls Johnson, that's my name, okay. Balls Johnson, <laughs> has always been the subject of interest and gossip. But when he's unwittingly thrust into the limelight, he finds himself scrambling to take cover. Before too long, Balls is fending off pesky nuisances left and right and making personal arrangements so surreptitiously it was like a covert operative to unearth them. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Balls soon discovers that these efforts only increase the persistence of the most troublesome pests. Mm -hmm. And when he runs afoul of a particularly tenacious lady... God, He'll be is... struggling to protect not just his reputation, Let me just pause but for... his life. Let me just pause you for a second. Like that was such white noise because it was like yes. it was like the most kind of standard thriller, sexy mystery action thriller again kind of thing. That like I'm just like yeah, Femme Fatale. Okay, uh-huh. yeah. All right, Daniel. So, okay. Okay. which of these three books by these three titles is it? Mm-hmm. Is it Indecent Exposure by Stuart Woods? Okay. Is it Private Games? By James Patterson, mm-hmm. or is it Vixen Zero Three by Clive Cussler? Vixen Zero Three. Vixen Zero Three. Okay, 
once you make your guess and I tell you right or wrong, I will give you a. Sp- I will basically sum up what the other ones are about. Okay, I, I tell you what. I think it's going to be woods. I think that okay. I started with woods, but then it got very like actiony and thrillery. So I okay. think it was a little more cussler. Sure. I don't think it's Patterson because that private thing is part of a series, and I don't think mm. it would have referred to other books in that series in that synopsis. Oh, I got rid of those. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. All right. I also um, got rid of like like one of them was like. Not this. When I was like, and starring Dirk Pitt, star of this book. When I'm like, no, I'm getting okay, rid of that. No, that's okay, so I got rid of any hints to other books. Oh man, over this, I'm, I'm gonna get too easy. I'm going to guess that it's Stuart Woods. What was it the Indecent Exposure? Indecent Exposure. Okay. Daniel, you were correct. Yes, Stuart Woods, Indecent Exposure. <laughs> the character's name is Stone Barrington. So oh, it's so not, close. It's, it's uh, not Balls, Balls Johnson. Johnson it's basically the same fucking name. <laughs> All right, Daniel. All right, yeah. Next one. Okay. Here is your synopsis. Uh-huh. Japan, 1945. Ugh. Two U.S. bombers take off of atomic bombs. Only one gets through. The Pacific, 1993. A Japanese cargo ship bound for the United States is instantly thunderously vaporized, taking with it a Norwegian vessel. Japanese fanatics have, adopted, have developed a chilling plan to devastate and destroy the Western powers. From the ocean depths, the discovery of a lost Nazi loot. Nazi loot. Nazi. Cock Manrahan is untangling a savage conspiracy and igniting a daring counterattack. A Washington bureaucrat scramble, a brutal industrialist commands his blackmail scheme from a secret island control center, and cock is taking on death-dealing robots. <laughs> oh, jeez, I didn't read this very closely. And okay. a human hunting seven of samurai warriors. Cock alone controls the West's secret ace in the hole. All right, Daniel. <laughs> okay, first off, I want to point out, from the very first sentence, I knew who it was, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see. Let me, yeah. Leave you the titles. Okay. Is it Blood Orchid by Stuart Woods? Is it Hide and Seek by James Patterson? Or is it Dragon by Clive Cussler? Well, it is... Okay, first off, it, it, I, I, from the very first sentence, I knew it was Cussler. It had to have um, been. Also, on top of that, the fact that like at some point there was... Wait, Nazi Lu and Samurai? What was yeah, that? I, 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 I kind of hurried through that. I put this together like half an a, hour ago. I feel like I had a stroke, and I was like, what? The actual <laughs> phrase was... And once I read that, I'm like, oh, fuck. This is clearly a Cussler book. Yeah. It was, um, while Washington bureaucrats scramble, a brutal industrial... Oh, sorry. Uh, and Cock... The Dauntless Hero, actually, yeah, and Dirk, Dirk Hero of Sahara, is taking on death-dealing robots and a human-hunting descendant of samurai warriors. Yeah, like, the crazy thing about Custler is that his shit kind of jumps the shark. Uh Uh-huh. I remember when the, because the Sahara was based, the movie Sahara was based on a novel. Starring, yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Um, And I remember that, like, apparently when people were panning the movie, people said, like, this was actually, like, grounded compared to the novel, or at some point... Like, there's a, a whole, like, village and, like, wherever they are that's, like, contaminated by a radioactive thing. And in the movie, they're getting, like, sick and they're dying of radiation exposure. And, like, the book, they become, like, radioactive zombies. Oh, my God. Because Five. his shit is stupid. All right. All right, go so, ahead. So, cool. Good to know. Okay. okay. Yes. So, you're two for three, Daniel. All right. Your last one. I know my white guys. And you know your white guy authors. Uh-huh. The last one. Okay. Sifting through reams of seemingly unrelated intelligence, CIA analyst Kitty Brawless discovers a chilling pattern. Well, that's that's a fake name, right? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, because you know what? No. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to find a sexualizing name for a like fake woman character without being horrible. Like Pussy Galore or something like that. Yeah, but so like, I went yeah. Kitty Brawless. Kitty Brawless? That's nice. I yeah, like thank that. Thank you. That's a nice touch. A rash of Russian submarine sightings in the Baltic Sea. A crafty Soviet spy master in command. 
and a carefully planned invasion about to be launched. Her suspicions, however, are dismissed by those higher up. They say her theory is too crazy to be true. But to Brawless, it's just crazy to succeed, unless she can stop it. If she's right, an attack sub has already penetrated friendly waters. Worse yet, the enemy has penetrated deep into her own life, so deep she can touch him. Ugh. And in this game, one wrong touch could mean a new world war. It's so deep in her, and if they could just touch her. Yep. Yeah. Daniel, okay. is this okay. James Patterson's Seventh Heaven, Okay. Stuart Woods's Deep Lie, or... Clive Custler's Arctic Drift. It's either, it's definitely either Woods or Patterson. Okay. I was thinking Patterson the whole time, but I definitely think that Wood, the title uh, makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, what was it, Woods? What was it, uh, the, the Woods book? It was Deep Lie. Deep Lie. I think it's that. Is that your final answer, yes. Daniel? Correct. Okay, Three nice. for three. Daniel, you know what? Your days working I, at the bookstore, I, <laughs> you got it. Lo- looking at these dumb, stupid fucking books, mm-hmm. never read a single word of them. Okay. Yeah, um, and you won, Dan. I won. I won everything. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about a way to make this game work since last time we recorded, mm-hmm. and I just it just clicked for me twenty minutes ago. Uh, no, I I will I would love to take this, okay. roll with it, and throw it back at you. All right. Um, I, this no, this was a lot of fun. I really like this. Okay, good, good. Good job, Gabriel. Yay me. Um, you're always you're always the person who comes up with games to play, and yeah. I and I always refuse. Fucking to. get it together, well, Damn. I'm not I'm not clever. Fucking get it together. Um, no, no, that, that was really. Great. Also, I'm trying to think. I don't know if um, Patterson doesn't have action thrillers with female protagonists. I don't think so. Usually, his female protagonists are like mystery thrillers. Yeah. Um. I. I also going through this. Patterson's titles are really bad. Like worse than like Woods's. Yeah. Well, Woods is just like very generic. Mm-hmm. Um. Patterson's are like go beyond generic. It's like NYPD Red Three. Yeah. And I'm like, are nope. you shitting me, dude? I have constantly made reference to the fact that James Patterson book titles are the... Remember when I was making fun of The President is Missing uh-huh. and how like far those two dummies had to go for that title? Yeah. Well, I want to write a book. Like it's going to be a mystery. What's the mystery? The, mystery? the president goes missing. How about the president goes missing? You got it. You got Nailed it. it. Tricky dick. This is what Tricky yeah. Dick sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like an old folk singer. <laughs> All right, so... Um, for next week, mm-hmm. either you're gonna do it again, or I'm gonna finally make my way to Barnes and Noble and really like dig deep and try and try I and get you. Do research. Yeah, no, it's these. it's good to know that. Like, like I I was worried it was gonna be too hard. Uh-huh. Instead, you breeze through. I, I, so I gotta try harder. I breeze through. You know what? Um, but I tell you what, I think I'm gonna be a little sneakier, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna also go through more white authors. Good. But I definitely think that those three are like solid. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, who else would actually fit in that kind of category? Yeah, but... I was looking for a little while. I couldn't find, like, ones who, like, I would, like put on Goodreads. Uh, Damn, um, popular guy. I'm sorry, my shit's blown up. Oh, that's all them honeys. <laughs> no, it's my brother talking about uh, Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah. Shadows die. Uh, I'm gonna never get... die again. Sh- shadow, shadows die twice. Shadows never say um, again. Uh, all I can say is that I'm gonna get the expensive, like deluxe version that my brother got me for Christmas. Sure. And that gigantic statue of the Shinobi main character sure. is gonna go in our office. Oh God. <laughs> well, all right, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. If you're gonna do that, I'm bringing in my Leslie Nope pop figure. Yeah, I'm actually surprised you haven't done that already. Yeah, it's sitting in my room. Also, that's not embarrassing. Yeah, no, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. See, now I'm counteracting yours. Like, like putting a giant statue of like a ninja a character fucking... from a video game yeah. is going to be really lame to 95% people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Including me. Including me. Your I coworker. Mean, and no, in no way do I think this is cool or a good idea. Uh-huh. I, I'm doing this because it's like, I have a stupidly huge statue. Um, it's going to go somewhere. Let me just put it in my right office. Right in the office. Facing traffic. Sounds good. All right. Um, but okay, cool. I, I know I really like the game, Gabriel. Okay. Um, uh, for for Also, we should point out, uh, next week, mm-hmm. uh, fucking episode 100. Oh, shit. Yeah. I forgot. Also, and normally, because like... Uh, our one-year anniversary would technically match up with like, with, like, it would be 104. Not this time, because we took two weeks off when we did reruns. We three weeks off, didn't we? Uh, no, two. It was two. We did two reruns. It okay. was, um, one was LA Confidential, which was a great episode we did with Ryan, and the other one was Blade Runner, uh, which was a very bad episode yeah. that we did with Ryan. Um, and, uh, so, like, technically 102 is going to be our two-year anniversary. Hey, hey! So... So, yeah, so next week is going to be episode 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll roll out more. Um, what did you call the game? What? The white guy author name? Oh, I called it um, uh, Patterson Cussers the Woods. Pa- okay, I like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, um, I, I, yeah, we're going to do that. And also, and then, I don't know, try Patterson and think Patterson the Woods. Patterson Cussers the Woods. Patterson Cussers the Woods. Patterson Cussers the Woods. I think uh, maybe for episode 100, we'll we'll catch up on all the books I haven't finished. <laughs> sure. That'd be really funny. Homegoing. Yeah. East of Eden. Clockers. Uh, West of Paradise. Um, Is it West of Paradise? I always forget West the of name. Sunset. West of Sunset. Okay, Giovanni's Room. Giovanni. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> Deathlands. It was very fun. It's like, for me, it's like going back and trying to read, um, uh, what was the Virginia Woolf uh, book? We did Mrs. Dalloway. Mrs. Dalloway. It's a great book. It's a great book. So is Giovanni's Room. But, like, every time I pick this up, like, I, I just, I can't get into it. I'm sorry. It's, I'm an awful reader. I have one more amusing surprise for you, but that a might prostitute. be saved. Huh? A prostitute. Yeah, she's right across the door. A puppy. It's a puppy prostitute. Hey, oh. Well, no, no, there's nothing sexual about it. The puppy just shows up and you pay for its time just, like, play with it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, that's a great idea. We should rent out dogs. No, that sounds like a terrible thing. People are awful with dogs. No, only if supervision. You can right. rent. It's like it's like a prostitute. You like you can rent a dog, and in a in like a supervision, the person just plays the dog for like a couple hours. Yeah, but neither of us are muscle. Well, no, we'd carry guns, Daniel. You don't need. Why are we having guns? I'm not gonna carry around a gun. I'm gonna Gabriel. carry a gun to protect my dogs. I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to carry around a I'm gun. I want to buy a big like gun to protect my dogs. Yeah, you bring a gun Daniel, to a gun. Would you? Would you use a gun to save your dog's life? Well, yeah. There you go. But that's if it works. I mean, the other end of the, the spectrum is, is like you draw. Is that you have a gun to protect yourself? Well, the other no, person well, just has a gun. And we run like, like we do any kind of like legal prostitute things. We um we have a certain designated area, like a board, like a, like a dog bordello, or um you run background checks and you get a credit card number first. You act as if I haven't thought this through. Anyway, anyway. so let's uh let's go on break. Oh, huh? you're surprised. <laughs> um, did you know, Daniel? There is a Deathlands made-for-TV movie on Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, I did not know it. From when? 2003. Nice. Tracy Lords is in it. Oh, no. I have it downloading uh, as we speak. Oh, no. Yay. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Oh, boy. That's going to be exciting. So that'll be a surprise for episode 100. We're going to come up with all kinds of fun things to do with episode 100. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be drinking. It's just, just going to be drinking. Um, mm-hmm. And also talking about the Deathlands movie. And also talking about... um. Wizard School Part 3. Wizard School Part 3! Yay! The Prisoners of the Alaska Ban. Um, Chocolate Beats the Goblins. You know what's really... The Ghost Men. I I I think I said this to you off air or whatever. You know, like, the the Stephen Fry readings of the Harry Potter books aren't really readily available. 
That's interesting. Uh, on iTunes, on well, pretty much the one that's a. I actually don't remember the guy's name. I don't know why I mentioned it, but yeah, um, yeah. but there's like some other dude reading them, and uh, it's really fucking annoying. Is he good? I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. We're on it. It's it's expensive, and also it's not on High Books yet. High Books hasn't bought the. Uh, the What's High Books, Daniel? High Books is this a brand new app. It's essentially the Spotify of audiobooks, mm-hmm. and I hear they're producing original content. We're not allowed to say that actually. Well, it's out there. <laughs> All right. Ah, it's out there. I told my mom. Well, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Anyway, sure. so let's go on break. Okay. And we'll come back when we talk about book. We can get out about book. Yay. All right. Book. Bye. Welcome back. Hi. Dear listener. Hello, gang. Slow Reader. That's our show. Am I starting the show again? Apparently. This fast-paced literature podcast brought to you by Talking Radio. This hey, is maybe they books. skipped ahead. This is your books. Hey, all you out there, practitioners of the Fanzerkunst. Mm, yeah. I'm still on the fence with that, but I'll probably end up naming the episode. Mot- motorballers? Motorballers. Well, yeah, that would be cleaner. But Fanzerkunst. However, the whole show isn't about uh, motorballers. Fanzerkunst. Fanzerkunst is fine. Whatever. Yeah. Man. That's gay rules design. I have nothing to do with it. Anyway. Uh, it's better than my original one. Did it, did it involve the N-word? No, <laughs> it it's an anagram of Panzerkunst. Yeah. Second half. To describe a vulgar... It's a vulgar word. That that word you love calling women. Yeah, it's very true. Actually, <laughs> right, I no. call men that. No, word. no, that's not... Okay. So, look. Uh, so, th- yeah. Again, like, welcome back to our ridiculous talk to come back to an even more Episode ridiculous 99, talk. Episode 99, Daniel. Episode 99. Um, one before 100, and also a number that means something very special to a very special series out there that I absorbed as mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. Uh, roughly. I'm trying to think about, like, how old I was when I was, like, reading them. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm very curious about that as well. Uh, somewhere between the age of eight and, like, 17. I like, like, I want to ask you, keep this in mind. Well, mm-hmm. let's, let's dive into it. Daniel, yeah. where did you first hear of the series Battle Angel Alita by Yukito Kishiro? Uh, I legitimately, legitimately. I you woke say. up in a field holding all the volumes in your hands. I, I don't know. Uh, well, you like you been, really don't know? It's been a long time. Um, because uh, uh, you were the one who introduced this series to me. Yeah, we were we were um, classmates in homeroom in sophomore year of high school, and we were talking about comics. You derisively over my taste as usual, and you said, "How do you Read remember these. that? I don't remember that. I remember these very clearly. Yeah, you remember everything very clearly. We would go it's to band curse. class in, um, in the next period. Okay, and then you would, and then I was reading Battle Angel Alita instead of playing my trumpet. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah. I can't believe we were in band. Yeah. Um. It was like that sport that we all did because like we. Yeah, why did to. we do that? I, I don't know. if I could if I could do high school all over again, I wouldn't do much different besides not do band. I. I why I, did I do that? I all, never liked it. All my friends were in band because yeah. because those were like you know anyway. So I never gave a shit. So uh, again, I've been smoking cigarettes and skateboarding. If I could go back, I don't remember when how how like what got me into this. Yeah. Um. I feel it's one of those things where it's like I heard about it somehow. And then I got into it. It's very vague. Um, I think I definitely read some of these out of order too. That's very interesting. Um, I because uh, also something that like is, isn't getting a lot of mention is that like uh, back in the day, there was what day? the back in the day, mm-hmm. the nineties. Back in the roaring nineties, uh, there was a when the surge uh, cola flowed. There was a uh, 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 an OVA mm-hmm. uh, for Battle Angel. Leader. What does OVA stand for, Daniel? Uh, original. Video animation? I believe that's true. Okay. I, I don't know. Basically, it's like a very short form of like, it's not exactly a TV show, even though each episode in an OVA is relatively mm-hmm. like TV show length. 
Yeah, basically, uh, you um, know this better than me. To yeah, be an OVA is essentially kind of like a made-for-TV movie. It's a standalone miniseries. Sometimes only one or two episodes. Yeah, and, and this. In this instance, there was two episodes. It's almost like a backdoor pilot sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's like a weird, it's a weird pilot, but like it. For those of you who love Roroni Kenshin, like I do, <laughs> um, Roroni Kenshin is a series. But before that, there were the Samurai X OVAs, which were much more grisly and violent that involved all the violence to it. Wait, what's Roroni Kenshin? Roroni Kenshin. Yeah, it's only one of the greatest manga and anime of all time, about the friendly pacifist samurai. Did you say Samurai X? Yes. Okay. Are they the same thing? Yes, it was the OVA of it. Ah, okay. Anyway. He's not very peaceful. Well, no, that's the whole point, that he is forced into action because he was um, Hitokiri Batosai, the greatest killer during the um, during the Tokugawa Wars. Uh-huh. And then um, because he was the greatest killer of them all, he took a vow of pacifism after his um, lover died. Ah, well. Anyway, Daniel, <laughs> we're gone ahead of ourselves. Yeah, no, no. What is Battle Angel Alita to those who... Don't look at subway ads. Yes, Battle Angel Alita is a it is a manga, Japanese co- comic book that was published from 1990 to 1995 by Yukito Kishiro. Yukito Kishiro. And what comic book? When which um thing did it come out initially, Daniel? I don't fucking know. Ultra you, Jump, but you, go on. Ultra Jump. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like one of the more popular ones, right? Yes. Or, or um. Like so the. Like, the Coca-Cola of manga producers is Shueisha, and they create the Jump series. So, Shonen Jump is their most popular one. Then there's Ultra Jump for older people, etc. There's multiple jumps, uh-huh. but that's kind of like their flagship. And uh, in America, these were di- uh, distributed by uh, Dark Horse, who was actually really fucking cool about, mm-hmm. like, kind of bringing, like, the, the right ones to America. Like Because, yeah. like, I think a lot of the, the manga, in fact, all pretty much the manga that I was really into, actually, that's not true at all, um, the ones that I really into and also still kind of love to this day mm-hmm. were distributed by Dark Horse. Like, there was Ghost in the Shell, there was Appleseeds. Blade the of the Immortal. Blade of the Immortals. Are, uh, like, I was thinking, like, thing, yeah. thinking very heavily about if we're, if in my retaliation to this one, uh-huh. um, finally, all of um, Blade of the Immortals coming out in those omnibuses, Oof. I think it's going to be, like, ten volumes. There's so. still yeah, it's ten volume. Oh, it, it ended. Like it ended bucks. like four years ago. It, in, Each one's in like thirty. Yeah. Okay. Each one's like thirty. Yeah. It's not that bad actually. It's it's well yeah I mean don't get me wrong like uh, that was, that was me one of my the table friends um um fans of uh, sex and violence will recall that Ryan and I did um the movie version of Blade of the Immortal yeah top and, notch and at some point we should definitely check that out uh you can buy that with thirteen assassins together for twenty two dollars now definitely would should do that it's also streaming on Hulu uh what uh Blade of the Immortal yeah oh cool that's where we watched it. Alright, awesome. Is it still on Hulu? Yeah. Hulu, Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Okay, no, but... Uh, so, what so is we're the getting, premise of, Blade, of, so we're of Battle Angel Alita? Yeah, we're getting a thing. Uh, Battle Angel Alita uh, essentially is the story of a... Uh, the a cybernetic woman, a cyborg, let's mm-hmm. say. it's They use like other words, for example, but a, cy- a cyborg uh, woman whose remains get discovered in what is called the scrapyard. The scrapyard mm-hmm. is this basically like this junk heap or like, uh, like a weird like fucking uh, dystopian cyberpunk world kind yeah. of like uh, developed. Which very, very cyberpunk. Underneath. A, a like a literal floating utopia city that nobody mm-hmm. knows and nobody's allowed to visit called uh in the movie and this new, new adaptation this new adaptation and in the original manga and in the original manga that's what i was thinking uh it was called zalem mm-hmm. zalem zalem whatever uh and in the original manga for the dark horse one that i'm used called to called was called tiferi i say tiferi's i don't know if it's um it's Ty- one right there I don't know. so like yeah which Actually, is tiferi's i think supposed to be because it's based off the the, the kabbalah 
the the Tiferet. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That actually makes more sense. I for me, like because this is a word I've had in my head for like twenty five years. Like that's yeah. not true at all. That twenty five wasn't reading when I was five. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Like I I think Tiferes and everything else just sounds weird to me. Saying Zalem is like what is that? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get into that when we start when we start comparing the movie. Yeah. Because basically, for those who um want a frame of reference, you know, the movie came out Alita: Battle Angel. Daniel and I saw it in theaters. I honestly, I kind of want to see it again. I liked it that much. I, I really liked it. I actually, if it was still in theaters, I wouldn't mind seeing still it in theaters. again in theaters. Do you want to see it again? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I I, I I really liked it, which came as a surprise. I, I felt like I felt like we Wait, were tangent. We're uh, hold on, I'm finishing this. No, up. no, we're we're fine with tangents because like yeah, yeah, this is no. What... no yeah, so basically, for those of you who this is the movie Alita Battle Angel, and um, what we're going up to, we oh. only did volumes one and two, and that's basically where the movie ends. Yeah, it's um, and that's also where the OVA ended as well. It was basically, um, technically in the original nine volume like collections mm-hmm. like there's like that's basically what it is you can see like there's very much like a, a beginning middle end to those each individual books we're going through the deluxe versions yes. which usually which, which I think, did some fucking shady shit there is we'll get to that in a moment uh which basically like each of them is like two entire quote uh mm-hmm. the uh, bo- uh books and whatnot so uh yeah that's how we're getting through it let me keep describing what uh, alita is first off okay. um and basically which we follow her from being a uh like Pinocchio a, girl. Uh, was that a Pinocchio girl? A Pinocchio girl who essentially I just blew the mic. Uh <laughs> who's pin- mic? Uh mine, I think. I don't know. Maybe it was yours. I, Maybe I, I, it was a joke about you having giving oral sex to a man named Mike. Oh no, I thought you said who's Mike. As in who's Mike oh, yeah. as in possessive who's. Yeah, no, I meant who apostrophe who yes. Yeah, is no, who Mike. is who is Michael? Sorry, go okay, on. That's fine. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh basically she basically uh learns to discover who she was and who she is mm-hmm. through fighting. Fighting. This is a combination of genres between like like there's the uh like a, a martial arts like saga, mm-hmm. uh, soap opera. Yeah. There is it is a cyberpunk sci-fi fantasy story. Yeah. There is a sports kind of element to it. <laughs> there, there is in my favorite story. Uh, we'll get to next time. Uh, like On Fenzerkunst, a, a sports drama, mm. um, and it's just like an action story. It's uh, I'm trying to think what else there is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not it's not too disparate, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so basically, Alita is a cyborg Pinocchio girl who is picked up from a scrap heap by a robot doctor named Daisuke Ido, and. Alita discovered she's initially made to just be like a surrogate daughter kind of young lady, yeah. but it's it turns out that she is because she has no memory. She's kind of Jason Bourne in that way. She has this mastery of a strange kind of robot martial art, mm-hmm. and she and her quote unquote creator um, Ido become basically street bounty hunters hunting down other robot bastards. Yes. Um, and, uh, Gabriel, do you want to, do you want to, while you're at it, do you want to give a very quick, uh, recap of what happens in, uh, Deluxe Volume 1, a.k.a. Volumes 1 and 2. Sure. Of Alita, Battle Angel, a.k.a. Battle Angel Alita, a.k.a. Gunnum. Gunmu. Gunmu? Is that how you say it? Because it's yeah. literally, there's no, like, extra vowel at the end. Yeah, that, that's a weird romanization they did. Um, the actual, it turns to Gunmu. Yeah, it, which means gun dream. Gun dream. Which doesn't make any gun sense. Gunmu, yeah. Especially because... She doesn't really use guns? Well, there's no, guns are illegal in the scrapyard. So, uh-huh. like, for the first five, four, five, five uh, volumes out of nine, there are yeah. no guns. Yeah, it's a weird the thing one. the first time I see you see her holding a gun. Yeah. Anyway, well, so, volumes one and two, 
um, of the original Tankobans, the original volumes. Um, Alita is found by Ido. He gives her a beautiful body that she destroys when she finds out that he's a hunter warrior in a mm-hmm. battle. Um, she gets a cool new berserker body, which is a human weapon robot body, mm-hmm. and she gets entangled with this monstrous um, cyborg named Makaku, yes. who um, eats brains mm-hmm. and has been a sewer dweller for so long. It turns out that Makaku has was rebuilt from the ground up by mysterious um, evil version of Ido in, in Zalem named Destinova. Destinova. Even though, again, he's he's from Zalem. Uh, yes. Unlike the movie, weirdly has him in Zalem, uh, which yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense for a bunch of reasons. But whatever. yeah. Anyway, so um, first she takes out Makaku in this very interesting, like, like empathetic, violent battle. Uh-huh. And then Volume Two, uh, Alita falls in love for the first time with a young man named. Yugo. Yugo. That was another Hugo. big change. In the original? In the original manga that yeah. you and I read in high school, it's mm-hmm. Hugo, like it is in the movie. And in the movie, it's Hugo. It's Hugo. Played by a kid who mysteriously looks a lot like Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Looks like a boy version of Robert Rodriguez. I can dig that. But it's anyway. fine. She falls in love with this young man who is a like a kid in the scraps. He, um, he mobile chop shops and ambushes people to sell them sell them sell their body parts for cash spines specifically spine specifically he, he, he knocks out people and steals their spines to sell, to sell on the, the black market the sweet kind of optimistic jubilant like oh, one day i'm going to zalem yeah because he wants to go to zalem he wants to join he wants to go to the floating utopia because living in the scrapyard sucks dick yes um and then tragedy ensues mm-hmm. and that's all should we spoil exactly what happens um i don't know well, well maybe i mean if people might be listening to this having only seen the movie or maybe well, that's what happens in the movie how about this let's uh let's let's kind of refer that like basically yeah the story kind of ends in a very tragic way between them as what's want to happen mm-hmm. um but let's not actually like go into all the specifics. love stories Let, yeah let's not go into specifics but let's leave it at that okay um but gabriel yes daniel william uh interesting enough there's a lot of differences between the comic and the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also a huge differences between the comic that we're reading now, which is published by Kodansha Comics. Kodansha. Which I don't know what that is. Because previously, like I said, uh, the ones that read uh, left to right were, I think they were published right to right. I'm actually curious. I don't even actually remember. They could have been right to left. I think they were left to right. I think they were right, yeah. Dark Horse something. would do that. That's yeah. what that's what Blade Immortal was. Blade Immortal. And oddly enough, like, you know, it looked fucking it fi- good. It was fine. It was good. Um, but uh, differences between this version and, like, the version we we kind of knew and, and, and I grew up with. Um, so one of them, it's a really huge difference between the comic and the movie. It's the biggest difference. And it's mm-hmm. kind of, it works both ways. But uh, the scrapyard. Uh, in the comics, it's really dark, brutal, violent, and unforgiving and punishing. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's like uber dystopian. Yeah, that's an interesting like um. F- well, first, the artwork in this comic book series is outstanding. Yeah. I had forgotten that, and you see some of the art describing like the city and everything that I'd forgotten that really. In in the comic books, it is like an even shittier, more disgusting Blade Runner town. Like everything's horrible. Yeah. And in the movie, it's a little bit like a bright, like fair day. Like yeah. it's it's like it's like a marketplace in an eighties movie. Yeah, it, it's like it's still a bunch of robots. It's, it's like Mos Eisley. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a little bit. Yeah, it looks. 
It looks like Mos Eisley, whereas like, it's in like the, this is the hole of all the bastards, and it's like <laughs> smiling people on a sunny day. And like in the comics, with robot arms. In the comics, it is it is take that take take Blade Runner world, fill it full of like grotesque cyborg people that mm-hmm. like are so weirdly shaped and interestingly shaped and grotesque. Yeah, they're really cool. The art's amazing. And like, but like also add in just like ca- like hostile indifference. Yeah, clearly, and, there's like feces everywhere. Yeah, everything and like people are like dying like everywhere you go. Yeah. Like it's it's a much grimmer. It's mm-hmm. it's like comically grim. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think that was a cool choice Rodriguez made. Yeah. I'm I'm behind all the cho- like Rodriguez and uh, Lita whatever her Lita. Name. I don't know her name, but I have some I have some mixed feelings about her. Ooh. I think that she made a strong like the screenwriter. She made a series of very very smart. Um, American uh, screenwriting structural rule changes to it that worked like gangbusters for me. Yeah. Um, also, it's like reading the comic now, there'll be a thing where it's like, and now this is happening. And I'm like, oh, that was way more organic in the movie. Yeah. Um, well, actually, let's get into that. Gabriel, yeah. So, like, you haven't, I don't know if you, how many times you've even read this before back in the day. I don't know if you just, just the read once. It. Just once, right? Just the once when you let me borrow it. And it stuck with me for that long. How did you feel about. Uh, about, about about revisiting it. How how'd you feel about reading Deluxe Volume One of Battle Angel Alita? Um, I was happy to do so. I I, I read it at my leisure in my quick pace, and I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's I'm 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 a lazy comic book reader, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That um, I tend to I speed read everything because I want to get done faster, and that often means I miss important details in like comic books. You're mm-hmm. supposed to love the art as well. Yeah. I mean, like, did you ever see that nerd writer video about why Mouse is amazing? Yeah. I missed all of that. I, no, I did not. I did not pick up on any of those subtleties. Literally nothing. It makes he me said. feel like a dummy. Yeah, it made me feel like an idiot. Yeah. And I just I you know and I love comics. I've always loved comics. Mm-hmm. It'd be less so nowadays. Well, I just don't have time. Maybe but... also like I don't know like again it's like it's like getting into like like literary movies or literary fiction where it's mm-hmm. like there are things that you're not going to really pick up and there's a helicopter. Oh shit. Uh oh. Um. But there's things, get to the chopper. There's things that, like you'll miss just because like you don't get how you're supposed to read it. Yeah, and that's like going to mouse is just like shit. I wasn't. I didn't know I was supposed to mm-hmm. like read into it that much. That's really impressive. Yeah, but um, I was happy to return to this, and I enjoyed it again all over. Weirdly, like like I just said, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a hound for organic structure, mm-hmm. and some of the changes they made in the movie were better. Like like in like in in the comic, incidentally, Ido has this berserker body, mm-hmm. and like a lot of things happen. I guess you know when you're when you're an original manga creator, you're on a weekly schedule basically, so you you have to fucking hustle, and yeah. sometimes you don't have the luxury of long term planning like that. I mean, they were writing this movie for like ten years. Yeah. Also, do you know how young Kashiro was mm-hmm. when he started this? How young was he? He was about twenty-three. Are you most. shitting me? No, he wasn't. He uh he was publishing uh books. He was publishing comics when was he that was, you or was that me? when he was seventeen. That's me. Can you hear that? One yes, second. yes, I can. That's weird. I can hear it. Actually, I was wondering about that. I was trying to play music off of this, and I couldn't hear it through here, and it wouldn't come through the speakers. It's coming through your headphones. That's really funny. At least, I, as far as I can tell, that's fine. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> what was <Jeez>. I saying? <laughs> um, uh. Structure, uh, structure changes. Okay. okay well, well, how about this? Um, I I am one hundred percent in agreement about you. We're reading the comic, Macy. Just go. 
Oh, they did that smarter in the movie. Oh, we were talking about we we're talking about um uh, the pace, and he was twenty three. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. He was twenty three. He was he was publishing comics when he was seventeen. My God. And uh, six years later, he started when in 1984 when he was 17. He's like 51 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he started it six years later. He started this in 1990. He was publishing it. I don't know if he started, but he was publishing it in 1990. Mm-hmm. And he would have been about 23. Yeah. So, like, he was you very know, young. This, this is, like, I, I don't use this term lightly, but, you know, sometimes you come across a work of a, of a genius mm-hmm. that if you're 23 and making this work of art, that's impressive. I mean, like there, there have been a lot of, you know, I, I despite besides loving comics, more more than American comics, I still love manga. Mm-hmm. That, like, some of these manga superstars. I mean, it's it's a it's a meat machine. The whole weekly comic thing. Yeah. That some people you have to be that good to last long before it grinds you up and chews you out. Yeah, and, um, and a lot of people burn out, and they burn out hard. Like the guy who made Bleach. Bleach when it started was a was the best new thing there was and that thing ate shit and burned out it became one of the worst things in like in comics history really yeah it was it was that's an exaggeration but it went from like number three in the yearly rankings to like number like 20 out of like 22 Jeez. and it got brutally canceled it just failed it's 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 rough and uh and speaking of which that's one thing we could definitely talk about where the original run of battle angelita the first of those nine volumes like i said 90 to 95 mm-hmm. um and that was like it was a beginning middle end like that story had an ending it even mm-hmm. had like a denome that like completely Denima. wrapped uh, yeah her too uh that completely wrapped everything up girl pinocchio that. um and uh the um and it uh and no i'm trying to think of yeah, and then so, like, I'm trying to remember exactly when it was. No, it was like five years later, actually. That's right. It makes sense. Five years later, in t- the year 2000, he started publishing, out of the fucking blue, this little thing called Last Angel... Battle, Battle Angel, Angel Alita, Alita. Last Order. Last Order. And uh, and it was a continue. It basically took, like, there's a specific moment in the last volume where something uh, extreme happens, and basically where the original series went this way to the ending... This story goes this way to this like extended story and whatnot. Yeah, if I recall correctly, um, but the original run he ran, like it was canceled and he was forced to end it. It was something where like it, I'm not too sure what I don't think it was canceled. He was going through something like personal matters and he had to rushedly cancel it. Yeah, or fin- not cancel, finish it. I'm I mean, sorry. as it is, I like that original ending. I like yeah, you it. I mean, I can kind of see how it can kind of come across as rushed, but like. Yeah. It doesn't really have that. It doesn't bum me out. It doesn't. It was actually a really solid ending. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong. Uh, when I heard out of the blue that Last Order was coming out, I was like, what? That's fucking crazy and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you read it. And then I read it. It starts out with some really cool ideas. There's this awesome uh, early story. Oh, we should spoiler. Uh, Alita comes from Mars. You learn that very quickly. Yeah. Um, that wh- whoever she is, whatever she was in the past, 100% what is known is that she uh, she learned her martial arts and combat skills from Mars. From Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, in the movie. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, so, like... So, like, in the beginning of Last Order, there's, like, this great scene where, as, like, a little, tiny, adorable child who's, like, all beat up in, like, war-torn Mars or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, has, is, like... Just like Spike Spiegel. Is, uh, is captured by, like, a bunch of, like, like like warlords or whatever, and basically told, like, with a bunch of other cute, adorable orphan child, orphans of war, to cross a minefield because they want to uh, find, like, a safe way through. So, like, all these, like, scary soldiers are just like, yeah, just go on ahead over there, child. 
and like 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 another orphan girl kind of grabs her and like kind of gives her like the strength to say like let's just stare at the stars while we keep going and it's like really fucking like it's, sure. it's super alita where it's like it's brutal and sweet but like All very right. dark i can take well daniel yeah, I th- we're, we're going off another tangent here which is you? easy considering this is your favorite comic series it's so let's ask you let's let's, let's sort of see you daniel okay why do you like this so much? I don't know. I mean, I grew up with this. Don't be wrong. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't really remember h- how I, I got into it. How did you not? How do you not remember how you got into it? I don't remember a lot of things. You remember a lot of things when you were young. That's true. It's just weird. Like, I mean, like to me at least, because I mm-hmm. I have a very bad memory. You have a very good memory. So, like, there's no middle ground between us. Where it's mm-hmm. like I don't remember anything. You remember everything. I remember the day I got Super Mario three in New York. And I remember like buying a Spider-Man comic that day and going to an arcade and playing Street Fighter. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't mm. remember. I don't remember. Oh, Jesus Christ. I remember I remember getting a Terminator versus RoboCop on the SNES because uh-huh. I remember it had a really interesting case. Yeah, it was like metal. It's cool. Yeah, it was. Um, anyway, but no, like, so, uh, yeah, as you said, it's one of my, I don't say it's not like my favorite comic mm-hmm. series, but it's like the one that I loved as a kid that like, well, like here, here's, here's seeing a the movie uh, was like, it was the only time, not really the only time, but like the one thing that can give me like a huge, like nostalgic buzz. Mm-hmm. I'm very critical about like, like nostalgia, nostalgia baits or whatever. Yeah. And like, but this was very much like the one nostalgia bait for me where like, I really enjoyed the new movie, mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and it made me just go like, oh, I want to just bury myself in a lot of this stuff because it just, it reminded me of the story that I, I've just always loved. Hmm. So I just find that interesting. Like, um, as far as long as I've known you, you always prefer a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Did it start here? Probably. I mean, it's this, like, again, look at all those dark horse, uh, uh mangas that were bought over mm-hmm. this, uh, ghost in the shell, apple seed, um, even bladedly mortal. Yeah. Uh, they all had like really solid, uh, uh, female protagonists. And it's also, and it's like a, it's a very different kind of thing where like these characters and the one reason why I really love the movie so much is that like those female kind of protagonists aren't very common here. Mm-hmm. They're usually I've been very critical, but we talked about this before where like in the Marvel movies, every time there's a uh, a female uh, a superhero or whatever character, mm-hmm. what do we call it? Gamora. She's not a superhero. I don't know about that. She's, she's a superhero enough. They're, yeah, the group. It's like the group is a superhero, but individual are just people. Yeah. Um, they're but, losers. Uh, but they're they're very grim, serious people with personal vendettas that are just yeah. like seeking revenge or it's like, you did this to me. You killed mm-hmm. my parents, you know, and it's like. And it's never fun. Whereas, like Chris Pratt is fun because he's a goofball. Yeah. Um, and you always have to have, like you know that's that's the horrible female trope that yeah. the woman is the buzzkill. She's the yeah. There was the buzzkill. Um, I I did really like uh in Hunger Games actually uh a Katniss Everdeen the first one. Mm-hmm. She's actually she's really she's a really great character. I yeah, actually I really li- I that. liked that first movie a lot. And her character is, is I amazing. fell asleep in part two and then paid no attention to part three. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed. I saw part three in theaters. Well, I didn't pay attention. Part three, to part it. one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I, I actually four fucking I, movies. I feel like I don't remember seeing the last two. But I saw them in theaters and I don't remember them. There's and like, I remember everything apparently. I, I don't remember. There's that one scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Peter tries to strangle her at some point. He was he was they brainwashed. Bump in, they to do bump that. into a cool tailor in the in the city. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, there's just some shit. I don't shit. remember that. I don't remember. There, there's like one good scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman when uh, he's trying to get Jennifer Lawrence to act, and she and like her and her uh, the character. I'm sorry, the character is like really bad at acting, and Philip Seymour Hoffman starts yelling at her. Uh-huh. It's like you just watched it, and then like that's that's it. It's like that. But anyway, yeah. But no, so like like someone like Alita or uh, Matoko Kusanagi and, mm-hmm. and Ghost in the Shell, 
Uh, and don't get me wrong, there's huge differences between the two, but they're sure. they're a bunch of badasses. They're cocky. They're funny. Mm-hmm. They they they're they're also like not. They're still feminine. They're still feminine, and they're not afraid to be girly. Yeah. Uh, they kind of like they kind of like you know walk between like between like being super girly if like for like comedic effect or something like that. Yeah. And also being like super like mm-hmm. like 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 tough ass. Yeah, they're they're sexualized, people. but not like not in a. Yeah, but obscene, ex- like exploitive way. Ghost, well, Ghost in the Shell a little more. Well, so. yeah, maybe so. Yeah, but um, the nice thing and what I always appreciated about Mazamichiro, who did uh, Ghost in the Shell, Appleseed, and all these things, monster, per- monstrous pervert. Yep, your hero. He, uh, my, my hero, mm-hmm. who uh, basically huge pervert, my hero. He, uh, he was he, he was so successful at what he did that he just retired and just does pornography for the rest of his life. Yeah, and you know what they say: if you don't have an erection while you're drawing it, it's not good. <clears throat> He That's has, an actual quote I read from a guy who draws like like porn. Hey man, Masman Shiro has a lot of erection. Hey, I believe it. He's had an erection since two thousand. Thousand. He's a talented man. He actually does work on some. Oh, we'll talk about later. Yeah. But um, that's like a lot more sexualized. And this, she she is sexualized, but not anywhere near as yeah. as as much. Yeah, um, no, it's it's not it's nothing about it. It's gratuitous. The violence is gratuitous. The, the violence. I, I love the violence that. in this thing. It's like the the brains. All of it looks so good. Yes. It doesn't. Not a second of it looks. It like. None of it's obscene. None of it, and and, and I got this from our friends from uh, um, at the whip around. Obscene literally means you should have shown that off camera or off stage. Yeah. it should not have been in the scene. Nothing, everything about it is necessary, and it is gross. It yeah. is bloody, but it is totally necessary and great. And it's the guy getting his head pulled off. Yeah, love no, it. Like, okay, here's the thing, especially with Alita. It's it's not only just ultra violent in all kinds of ways. It's very brain focused. Yeah. And there's a good reason for that because if you're, and especially in the scrapyard, there's like all these people, these grotesque, like robotic things, mm-hmm. they're people because the, they, the brains are, are human. They have yeah. humans brains, but they have robot bodies. So like there is this term you, like that eventually becomes more popular where it's like brain death mm-hmm. because like you, you can literally be like killed from like the neck down. Yeah. But like, as long as your brain survives and isn't intact, you, you're not dead. Yeah. So there's, there's a, so much cool robotic shit in this. Yeah. It's, it's very fun, and I do really like this as it goes along with Desi Nova and, and uh, Typhary slash Salem. Zalom. Um, but yeah, and also what I, I was very happy to find out with the uh, in in the movie, it managed to be grotesque and violent, even though it's a PG thirteen movie. Um, it did a really nice job. It has the opening thing, but when Alita does her first kill, she kicks a mutant woman in the movie, like a robot. Isaac Gonzalez. Isaac, poor Isaac Gonzalez. Hey, she loved being part of that movie. Smashed into mm-hmm. a wall and getting stuck to the wall by her brains. Yeah. And like, and I remember that was in the OVA. I need to look. I'm sure it's on YouTube, actually. Mm. But uh, it wasn't like, that happens in the OVA. It happens in the comics and it happens in the movie. And it's always super grotesque and violent. So like the first time Alita kills somebody, it's hyper violent. It's not, it's not like. And Christoph Waltz is like, oh. I, I love Christoph. One of the things I forgot, and I, I think I got blanked out on this when they're talking in the movie or whatever. His whole thing, like this sweet, like fatherly. Uh, uh, he's not. He's an inventor, but he's a um. What do you call? He's it? a doctor. A, a, me- a doctor. He's a medic, and uh, but he loves killing. That's yeah. His... I forgot. That's that's not in the movie. <laughs> he, there's something about that where it's like somewhere where like his he lost his family. It's kind of different in the movie. He lost his family. His grasshopper son. His grasshopper son. Yeah. Yes. Uh. uh... Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah, not gonna go I, I know what you're, I know what you're yeah, trying, I'm trying to, to I'm trying to I'm like no yeah. just stop it all right 
guys, just YouTube Garth Marenghi. All right. Yeah, YouTube Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, please. Absolutely. Um, but it's like all on YouTube. Please do it. But basically, to get over the loss of his family, even though he he's he's a good man, he truly is. He's absolutely yeah. true blue, right? But his name is Daisuke Ido. But to... it means I love you. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, but uh, speaking of which, but like, but to get over the loss of his family, he turned to a life of violence, and that yeah. he needs that life of violence to get over the tragedies that he experienced. So he's both a very good person, very kind-hearted, very altruistic, and a very violent man. But he's also incredibly violent. Like he's with like a rocket Nicolai hammer. He's like from Eastern Promises. Yeah, I'm kind of. Like he's that. a good man. Extremely violent. Except extremely violent. He'll kill you with his dick. Yeah. Not really. His, his dick, dick out. Actually, but um. But yeah. anyway. Uh. So yeah, you know, yeah. So that's that's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. How about this? Let's let's go on break. I need to uh, just because we're going on for a while. I need to show you something from the book that you might have missed. That I think okay. you'll really like. Uh, but let's go on break. Is it a boob? Yeah, it's a boob. It's a boob. Uh, when we go back, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Isaac Gonzalez. Yeah, Isaac Gonzalez. Oh, I, I love her. I, I didn't recognize her. I, I remember. I keep seeing that she was in that, and I yeah, yeah. On, on Instagram when it came out, she's like, "Oh my god, I did this movie like three years ago." And it's finally coming out. Jeez, three years ago, man. Yeah, Isaac Gonzalez shot her scene like a fucking million years ago. Uh, I, I can't, I can't yeah. believe they're they were making it that long. But I mean, don't get me wrong. It, yeah. She's uh, one of those parts. She's one of the parts of Baby Driver. I didn't mind. I know she was great in that. Um, the uh, you know, this was um, I think it was originally supposed to come out in like summer last year, wasn't it? I think it was either that or in the fall. It was like, it kept getting pushed. It was like, I think summer, then fall, then winter, and then February 2019. Yeah. Hey, guys, if you you have time between break here, go see the movie. It's probably still in theaters. Yeah, go see the movie. It's really good. The more I think about it, the more there there are images, much like the comic, that have stuck with me. That I'm like, that was so good. Yeah. I tell you what, when we come back, let's talk about the movie. Cool. I got to pee. All right. Uh, Break. Welcome back. Hi. Dear listener readers. I hope you guys had a great break. To Fanzerkunst. Fanzerkunst. The Battle Angel Alita ongoing series. That's true. We're, We're doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Or and, then, and then when we get bored of uh, Last Order. Yeah, basically. Um, so it's like one, two, three, four. We can maybe, maybe what we'll do is that for like when the last one, we can like maybe like pick up like a couple of books of like uh, Last Order and talk about it then. We mm-hmm. don't need to like do a separate one. We'll like handle it like one. we handled Deathlands. I'll pick a random volume. You pick a random volume. And then we'll just talk stop about it. it. Yeah, then just well, not give a shit. It's at least, that's at least, uh, it's a, I mean, these are serials. Um, yeah. I like, I like this one because it's very episodic. Do people like Last Order and Mars Chronicle? I don't know. Clearly oh. well enough that it succeeded. Do you know how long Last Order ran like for? Like 10 more years, right? Yeah, I mean, Battle Angel, this original series, this beloved series, ran for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Order ran from 2000 to 2014. That's insane. That is insane. And also, that's not the end. There's now uh, Mars, Mars Chronicles. Chronicles, which I didn't even know about. Like, can I can I make a completely unfounded, ungrounded, like, criticism? Gabriel, I'm completely okay with that. I really don't like it when a story, unless if a character is aging in real time, mm-hmm. I don't like it when something like this goes on that long. Let it die. I think that, yeah. like, for example, um, you know, I've, I've recently gotten back into watching one of my all-time favorite <laughs> anime, um, Yu Yu Hakusho. I keep on referring to it to you comically because I know you don't give a shit. Also, I don't know what it is and I barely yeah. pick up what that Yu Yu Hakusho is. was a, it, it debuted on Adult Swim as this kick-ass, like, like yeah, no, you, you start watching, like, you, you tune into Adult Swim in 2002 because Cowboy Bebop is the greatest thing on earth. Yeah, and then you see this Shonen Jump style anime mm-hmm. where you see this 
bratty kick-ass teenager like beat up psychics and like, it's it was great i loved uh, it when you were watching it i thought you were watching like the 80s gi joe cartoon it's kind <laughs> it of looked, like that. it looked like that. It, it's a seminal anime about as influential as um as uh, dragon ball z but it ended mm-hmm. brutally because it got it, like the guy burnt out he burnt out so hard he didn't even finish his last arc and he's maybe, like sorry yeah. i can't do this anymore and maybe that is what happened with with this maybe that it was one be. of the things that made him just be yeah. like i'm ending it i'm ending it but what's cool is that he started a new series many years later and he's just like he hasn't looked back that he it could have been easy for him to go back to his old property mm-hmm. and try to reclaim what was lost instead he's like no, I'm gonna do this new thing, and by all accounts, the new thing is one of the greatest like manga to ever happen ever. Uh, yeah, it's called Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. Yeah, um, it's apparently <laughs> a, a it's a uh, what's it's a deconstructionist um hero manga hero anime. Mm-hmm. It, it's really really cool. All right. It takes all the tropes and then like fucks you in the face with it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a and face it, fucker. It, yeah, it looks like Dragon Ball Z, but instead, there's no, there's no like power like power. Every criticism you have about shitty everyday anime, it's like no, I'm gonna fuck with you on that. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Uh, but um, more power to you, Yukito Kishiro. But uh, I'm, I'm I like, mean, he's, I think he's doing very well. I mean, he's making a living off of it. I mean, I think that might be what it's really about, or maybe this is the story he wants to be taking, or whatever. But... Yeah, my usual mantra: he's rich, we're not. Yeah, I know that's the other thing. Yeah, he's a uh, he's dutifully employed doing the thing he absolutely loves, and he does nothing probably but that. Mm-hmm. I edit porn. Uh, Gabriel, yes, speaking of editing porn, um, show oh, me this, this magical yes. thing you found. So again, like the cover, I don't know if you have actually looked at this. This is the cover and this is a different cover from the original Dark Horse comics. I recall that. Yes. Um, that was the cover of volume three or something, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't think so. No, no. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't remember. Volume one cover initially no. was her in the, in like the, sil- no, in the, in, uh, was, in profile. It, no, three and four were the white. Three and four the motorball ones, and they definitely had her in motorball. Oh yeah. Three had was like a bluish purple thing. Yeah. Her like uh, her outfit looked like uh, her armor looked all purple. Yeah. And four, it was very flamey. Mm-hmm. I, um, feel, I feel like that's a cover of like volume five or six or something. I think maybe two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gabriel, have you looked at the full picture, which is included in the front? I want you to look at so. this and tell me what you see that is very funny. I don't know. What? what that, that gun has a face. Yes. <laughs> you don't find that comical? No. First off, I was looking at this and I'm like, I have so many problems. First off, she has a gun in the scrapyard. That doesn't make sense. It's not comical. Second off, okay. the gun has a face on it. Like a little, like I a, don't know, an eyeball Daniel. on the thing. And it's giving the camera a look like mm, it's a job. I don't know about that. <laughs> that is hilarious. Daniel, please post this. Take a photo of that and post it on the Instagram for slow readers. Because uh-huh. I know, I I think that's a, I think that's like looking for Elvis and Jesus and toast. Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, like that's not a face. That's a face. I guess that's a face. Look at it. I don't know if it's intentionally you, a face. It is. That gun has a robot head on think, it. I think you're making that up. How is that? It's an eyeball. I that's a mouth. It's I, a head. I think How is that reaching. not a head? It's, uh, you, it's incidentally a head. It's not incidentally. It's turned towards the camera. No, I could see <laughs> look, it the other way. Look at it. It's no, turning towards I, the camera. It's. I could see it the other way. It's It's. It's like that picture of, a, of the, the duck or the rabbit. Like, it's... I guess. How would you, what, 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 what are you talking about? 
Look, look at the look at the contours of the top of the head. I see the face. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I I don't not see the face. <laughs> I, I also I, I, see how that could be a coincidence. Anyway, a coincidence. What's the coincidence? Hey, did, don't you remember? There's that card, uh, that Star Wars card where clearly C-3PO had a boner, but then ever, but then like they were like, no, that's not a boner. That's that, that's a weird trick of the light. So you're saying that that's not supposed to be a face? I think it's ex- accidentally a face. Gabriel? Yes, Daniel. I'll post this, and uh, if anyone wants to comment on this- This is going to be the new dress. Because, like, I think this is this is crazy. Laurel, Yanni? I don't- I think that I, when I look at this, and maybe it is, like, the dress thing, don't be wrong, but I'm- it is- my, my mind is blown that you look at this, and you don't think that that is- that gun has a robot head on it, and it's turned towards the camera. Like, I, like I, and you're I like, I don't it. see it. I'm like, no, I it's see right it. there. I see it, but I don't think it was intentional. That is that is intentionally a head at the end of the at the tip of that know. gun, which again is also non-canonical because Alita does not have a gun. I don't know. If, if you, if you look game. at it like a like an electric socket, it looks like a person's face in despair. This has a big cyclops eye. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so enough about that. So um one thing we should that talk about. That was very about. constructive. Yeah. Well it, it was very constructive until you didn't see the thing uh-huh. that was it, clearly. It, is, is this your version of a game? Um no, Find was, the face in the no, gun. That was not a game. It's uh-huh. it's gonna be seen by like nine, ten out of nine out of ten people. Anyway. Okay. So um so one thing we should talk about actually is that sure. again the, the differences of the language. And mm-hmm. um the, then we're gonna talk about the movie real quick, and then summary we're running long. Um they, we're not running long? We are running long. Yeah, I'm we're like, running very long. I think we're running wicked long. Um, but uh that's fine. Um so like again, there, there's differences. The writing is different and I couldn't really pick it up with the first two volumes because mm-hmm. again, the first two volumes was Makaku, then Hugo slash Hugo. What was his name in the in the American movie? It wasn't Makaku. Uh, oh, he had, like, a weird like, name. Like, Medriushka or something like that. Yeah, it was something really strange. Played by uh, Jackie kinda, Earl Haley. Yeah, I love that dude. Uh, it was kind of, it was kind of like, a Russian. Yeah, something Russian. And you're going to start to see with, like, the motorball one, like, all, like, the very German names. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, again, like, th- there is a very, there's a huge difference. And I couldn't really pick it up with the first two volumes because, um, spoiler alert, like, the first two volumes were not, were never Gruishka. really. Gruishka, that's what it was. Thank you. Um, were never my favorite. They were not the ones I'd revisited all the time. Yeah, that's fair. But the the motorball stories, which is going to be when we return with Fanzerkunst, when we do volume two, a deluxe volume two, uh, th- it's like the mo- it's like the motorball saga, and that's like my most favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And again, you're seeing it's pretty great. You're getting you're seeing subtle things with like the names, and these affect me a little more because like remember the red guy with like the the spinny dude with like the like the blades that like the like the the tendril like a uh, 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 the one that Makaku steals the body of no. In this one, the motorball one. Oh yeah, um, uh, I only recall you. the broad strokes of this arc. Really, again, Daniel, I haven't okay. read this since two thousand and two. Okay, I haven't but... read this in, in I haven't read this in fucking seventeen years. Yeah, probably. That's messed up. Yeah, this guy. Do you remember this guy? I guess so. Okay. Well, never mind then. Um, but basically, like, I remember How was his, that 17 years his name ago? being Arm Blessed, which is always kind of a weird, sure. goofy name. But it's it's Alita. It's perfect. Whatever. Yeah. What's it? What's it in this one? Oh, it's something. It's like Arm Brunst. Or something like that, Armbrunst, which is okay. always strange. Uh, the the ch- motorball champion whose name was Jashugan mm-hmm. is now Jasugan. Well, Daniel, let me ask you this, because this is always such people. People were happy and very not happy of Dark Horse in the early aughts because uh-huh. of the things they did. Why? I, I understand the urge to rename a series something that's not unpronounceable, yeah. like G U N N M. 
can't sell that. Call it Gunmu or Gun Dream. Mm. Maybe I buy that more. That's the literal translation. It's not nonsense. Here, it's the original intention. Here's the so, yeah. And and even more pressing. It's, we'll get into this oh, in yeah. another yeah, thing. So, like, why did they bother changing? Like, that's such a strange liberty to take of original property mm-hmm. to change the protagonist's whole name to something opposite. Which is a very okay. That what like Gali is fine in the original manga. Yeah, her name is Gali. Yeah, it's Golly, not Alita. Golly. Yeah, it's Alita is an entirely a different kind of it's thing. It's a cat. It's it's very interesting. And like the only thing that I have against that that like I'm all for like keeping like even for the movie because I think like the hardcore Alita fans would just be like her name's Gali, it's not Alita. Mm-hmm. And for me it's just like for me her name is Alita. Like I actually think that's uh, for me the so, series is called Alita. So for you the canon is the Dark Horse translation. Yes. That's so but why? And here's something else. Well, here's the thing. If it was even is, like is the it, name is it just especially your 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 association with it, it? It is it is definitely my association. Here's something else. I could totally see the name for the title of the series being mm-hmm. different because okay, you can't call it Gunmu. Yeah. You also can't call it Gun Dream. Because again, mm-hmm. for the first half of the series, there's specifically no guns. Well, when, why did he call it that? I don't know. I'm assuming it like it sounds better and means is a little more meaningful. Like, for that. Pers- I've always thought Battle Angel Alita did not ring well either. It does. It's, it, that it, sounds it sounds like, extremely clunky. It, it sounds like Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, it, if, it's, if you it's told very me, specific, and yeah. I'm pretty sure you said, "Have you read Battle Angel Alita?" And I'm like, "That's a really dumb name." I, I would never. I never called it Battle Angel. I would call it Alita. I would say, yeah. "Like, do you have you read Alita?" Um, yeah. And I'm very happy with the the movie calling Alita colon Battle Angel. Yeah, that's much cleaner. Which, by the way, the sequel is going to be Alita colon Killing Angel. It fucking better be sure, whatever. And then the third one will be Angel of Death. Sure. Anyway, so that's what's going to be, Cameron. Go back to the ocean. Rob. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, there's that. And also... But there's also, like, lines in uh, in the, the second one. And I, I hate to go into this again, again, because this is also the next one as well. But specifically, there's a point. I'll show you, like, the illustration of this. Where uh, the one dude, whose name I always don't remember, but he's, like, this, like, obese, like, very tiny person who gets carried around in, like, this little, like, mobile, like, thingamabob. But anyway. Uh, at some point, Alita needs to be fixed uh, on, during an actual motorball game. Uh-huh. And to in order to get her uh, all fixed up in a good amount of time, he puts on some crazy like Doc Ock uh, 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 outfit thing to basically do all the work like this, right? Yep. And it's this really awesome moment where I remember him in these two panels. This art is outstanding. It is. It's really great. I, I love the, the grotesque look of everything. Yeah, where it's everything just, it's is very... detailed without being um, Shiro about it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's, and it's you, fantastical. You know, I, I do it's... not like... The artwork of Masamune Shiro. Shiro's much more science fiction. This is much more fantastical. But, yeah. But uh, but anyway, but I remember these lines being, when he has up here, up here he goes, uh, uh, talking about how to get it done. He goes like, work is all about rhythm. And then down here is faster work, faster rhythm, right? And I always remember that and the idea about like, oh, if you want to get something done like mechanical wise, you need to have a rhythm. So like literally like the faster rhythm you have, the faster you work. You're not going to work any faster without faster rhythm. Sure. How it reads in this version is... See, being a mechanic is all about getting into a rhythm. Work quickly. Work quickly. See, I wonder. I, I get th- it's, that, it's... that's that's why I brought up that question. Uh-huh. That oftentimes, an original translation isn't necessarily better, but yeah. it is truer to it, and that's why I find that like that. I find that very odd. That mm-hmm. for you, the adaptation is. Do you think that the Dark Horse adaptation is superior, or it's just what you prefer? Honestly. By a long shot, I think the writing, the writing that in this in either, in particular, that wasn't either or. I'm sorry, that wasn't either or question. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, the adaptation. The Dark Horse version, I definitely do find uh, much stronger. That's so interesting. And I, the reason for that, and don't get me wrong, it could be association because, like, I'm not going to pretend that these are, like, ma- these aren't Shakespeare. These aren't, like, masterful works of, like, of, like the written word or whatever. But especially. they kind of are. This is a very, very good seminal it, manga. It is. And it definitely means something a lot Time to me. Time doesn't indicate mastery. But let me tell you something. Like, for, for like for, again, for Deluxe Volume 1, I didn't have a problem with, like, the kind of, like, the way things were written. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little clunky, but I was like, well, that's, you know, that's probably how it was back then. Mm-hmm. This one, which I do really remember, it's definitely way more clunky. Like, saying, work quickly, work quickly, is not an elegant kind of phrase. And I remember certain, like, I remember the original writing in this one very much well, and I kind of, and I definitely do, it's not a bias for this one particular, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, the writing in the Dark Horse one, they did take uh, liberties and whatnot, but... It, it it actually was stronger writing. Like they had a stronger. This is this is more. It it feels like they translated it, and they didn't polish it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's that interesting video by this. Uh, um, it's a video game analysis uh, YouTube channel called uh, Stop Skeletons from Fighting, uh-huh. and they have a really interesting series called um, uh, How the West Was Worse, mm-hmm. and they analyze a franchise based on how they translated across from the from Japan, uh-huh. and they make this very interesting difference that. There's a huge line between translation and localization mm-hmm. that a lot of things don't sound better when it's translated literally. For yeah. all we know, that literal translation is work quickly, work quickly, but yeah. it sounds good in the Japanese. So I'm sure there's a different camp. Maybe Kodansha were the ones who were like, it's our responsibility to literally translate the words he wrote. Whereas mm-hmm. someone hired to do localization would be like, that sounds really awkward in English. Here, I'm a writer. I feel a little weird about rewriting these words, renaming these characters, doing all this. Yeah. But it sounds better in American. So I guess that's a broader argument. What's better for a medium? Is it is it better to translate? I mean, there's a, there's a difference in a bad translation job and a good translation job. Yeah. But Or is it better to just translate thoroughly and precisely or is it better to localize and uh, i think that argument i can... think your man prefers localization well yeah and don't get me wrong there's all, there's been many many things like video games is another thing where like like there are I, I, not, nothing really comes to mind but like the, yeah, do you uh, prefer the original akira dub um well actually uh, yeah speaking of which the movie akira great uh 80s uh science fiction movie we're nerds um and we're gonna all talk this is like the one time where we're just gonna straight up talk about manga and anime the whole way through and um but uh yeah no like i grew up i grew up watching the The sci-fi channel sci-fi channel one that came out like 1996 on tv and it was the greatest thing on earth. It was the greatest thing. It was, it was like a three-day marathon. We are bringing Akira <laughs> to the Sci-Fi Channel. I I don't I, I well here's the thing like I, I feel like for that like the dub that I grew up kind of knowing those characters sound like mm-hmm. probably wasn't stronger, but that's always how I remember those characters. Yeah. When I watch it now, I watch it with the Japanese audio and the and that's the, fair and the, the subs. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, God, um, I love Akira. Akira's great, dude. Yeah. Why are you? Oh, you don't have your turntable here. I was like, why do you not just walk, like play the Akira soundtrack all day long? Uh, yeah, mother. First off, it's not really available on digital. It's only really available on well, record. It's even better that you have it on vinyl. The, but you don't have it here. Yeah, I know. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, guys, if you have a vinyl player, Nicholas Winding Refn of all fucking people, director of the Neon Demon and Jirive, helped produce a vinyl release of the Akira soundtrack. Yeah, if you didn't think the guy who created, who made uh, Valhalla Rising, mm-hmm. isn't a massive Akira Man, did fan. Bronson. Out of anything, you know what? And I feel like nobody on Earth is going to agree with me. But like, I feel like if Akira was Akira, Akira mm-hmm. was ever like like adapted into an American film, it's like, what would Refn do? I would love to see that one. You know, I would buy that. He, he would make the most amazing train wreck. 
Like, even if it was bad, uh-huh. I'd love it. it. Even his movies that are bad, I love. It, I love Neon Demon. I don't like that movie, but yeah. I love it. Uh, if it's if it's a, if he made a movie and it was a mix between 1984's Dune mm. and Only God Forgives, yeah, I would be like, everyone will hate it. I will yeah. love it. I hate Only God Forgives, but do You'll I res- do movie, I do yeah. I respect <laughs> the hell out of that movie? Oh yeah, I do. It's it's a you can't. It's like that bartender yeah. I know back in Pennsylvania. Like I hate him. But you know what? He makes damn good drinks. He's a douchebag, though. He's a fucking dick. I mean, I'm sure Raffin's a bit of a dick, but you oh, know. I'm sure he's a t- who, who who starts a take with let's let's fuck, let's fuck, yeah, violence, God. motherfuckers. And he's an accent too, I'm sure. Anyway, he's something. He's like Danish. It's long episode. episode. It's a long episode, but we had a lot to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Was there anything else? I feel like was there anything else we wanted to talk about with like the movie before we? Well, um, we have volumes three and four coming up soon. So yes, uh, apparently I ordered volume three. Great. <laughs> I don't remember why, but apparently it's coming in the mail like right now. Um, okay. And like I was like, I did. Sure. Did you did you did you drunk Amazon it? Uh, probably. I, I we got paid. I and, did that um, a lot. And I've really gone like a splurgy with like I've like I said a small like portion of my my thing is I think I'll spend this much. Yet. Yeah, I know. Get that backpack, dude. Yeah, I bought all this other shit. I bought plants. Um, but no, we'll we'll talk about the movie more. And uh, and again, I yeah, can't the say plant looks great in the living room. I can't by say it's enough. Uh, we're talking about like female like heroes and whatnot. I yeah. I love these characters. I love this uh, Alita so much. She's cocky. She yeah. even gets sadistic at times. She's a great female lead, and to her absolute credit, Rosa Salazar nails it. Yeah, Rosa Salazar. She's so lovable, yeah. and she's scary, and they buy every second of her. She she is kind of like with especially these first two volumes. You, you see, think by those eyes. Yeah, I, I, I've, I buy the eyes. I tell you, no. Every time I saw the trailer, I'm just like, that looks terrible. But watching the movie, you kind of you forget it. You know. Yeah. She's um, great. You buy her. She's Alita. She's not Rosa Salazar. She she is. Yeah. It, when if yeah, whoever's making the next one, hopefully it's still Rod- Rodriguez. We get we'll talk about that more last next time yeah. because that's another thirty minute conversation. Mm-hmm. But like uh, I, Rosa Salazar is absolutely she's fantastic, and she you see her kind of like grow up because she starts out very innocent and kind yeah. of pure, and then when she's the more she fights, the more she kind of becomes the person that she is, where she's just. A fucking badass. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Uh. I dig it. And she's not sexualized as much, but then certain other like you know like like definitely from like Ghost in the Shell. But that's an mm-hmm. extreme ex- not extreme example. But that's that's a definitely example. Whatever. But like yeah, you'll see that. And this is definitely probably a thing for like the way that manga works with the serializations, where like you just gotta throw in some like nudity and like gratuitous that's like, often like, the case yeah. that people like you know it's the easiest way to like raise your ranking you know that when it comes to these weekly magazines mm-hmm. it's all about your ranking people mailing in their votes for who's the best thing mm-hmm. people like tna especially in like i'm sure like manga and like yeah the it's, early it's, 90s it's or a huge it deal that even in shonen jump the kids thing mm-hmm. there's always a little bit of like like sexy stuff uh, even in uh hayao miyazaki's nausicaa manga which mm-hmm. i absolutely love nausicaa uh nausicaa uh, in the towards the end, you see Nazga naked, and it's it's not like very leery or anything like that, but sure. it's something where it's just like, well, I'm sure it's extremely subtle Hayao Miyazaki nudity, something like that. Eh, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like something like that, where it's just like it's like they always got to do this. So like, you respect that even when they do do that. It's like you know mm-hmm. what for people who are basically pushed every single day is like you should show some tits. It's always like panty shots. There. I mean, like there's a lot Daniel, I understand your dislike of most anime. Yeah. There is it's... a lot to hate with standard anime. Yeah. But I, I guess I do with any kind of medium that's heavily proliferated. Um I love horror films. Mm-hmm. Are 9 out of 10 shit. Are like 99 out of 100 horror films bad? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Show me one good one, and I will love it. Yeah. Same thing with anime. There's a, a shit ton of anime out there, and I hate most of it. And, but now and again, I find one that I really love. And uh, don't worry, I definitely feel like if I watched a hundred uh, different animes, one of them will I will like. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely do find them charming. Uh, but bro, you want to watch Toradora of me? There is. Which one is that again? Is that the one with the? It's a really tiny girl. She's like a thug, and then the the really thug. Well, okay, I'm not gonna explain Toradora on air to you. Okay. I really like Toradora though. Okay, no, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I tried watching that like ten years yeah. ago or something like that. It's only been like three. It's only four years old or something. Oh, then I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, but you might uh, like Haikyuu. Haikyuu is really good. That uh, so no, like I'm sure that's the case, but like I don't have like I don't have the interest in getting into those those things anymore. That's and that's fair. really that's really the beginning and end of it. Mm-hmm. Like again, like I'm sure again. I bet like, I could get into rap if I wanted to. Yeah, but you won't. I won't. I'm yeah. too busy listening to like 19 like 30s era country music. <laughs> You don't go back that far. You don't oh, listen to sure. Woody, you don't listen to Woody Guthrie. Sure, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's pretty fairly fair. I prefer like Buck Owens. Uh, Gabriel, let's. Uh, I tell you what. Let's let's start to go. Okay. Um, how about this? Uh, hazy. Before we go, hazy memory. Ow. Um, look out. Bingo, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel, what is your hey in the in uh in uh in respect to Jonathan yes. Hayes of the the whip around? Um, it's our. Shauna thoughts of a hazy day. Yes. So Gabriel. Yes. In this uh, of our in, friend of the Whipper on podcast, Sean Hayes. Yes. Who should be on the show? He's too lazy to come to LA. Yeah. I almost um, planned that. Gabriel, uh, what is the one thing from this that you'll always remember from here until the end of time? Or did you have a hazy memory? That's the funny thing. We were talking about it. That I remember so much from this from reading, having read it seventeen years ago. That's fucking oh, that, crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that I really love about this still. There's a lot I forgot too, but I remember I really enjoyed the violence. Yeah. I like I like this is really excellent action. Um, I hate and love body horror. That for me, like like I like the mm. wrong image will endlessly nauseate me. If I think about that frog with the holes in its back, I want to throw up. Mm. But Gabriel's talking about the real thing mm. in nature where frogs will uh, raise its young from like tadpoles to like little frogs from like. Yeah. Anything like the idea of a whole, like I, I, I body are, body horror is a thing that really, I mean, I think that's, that's Cronenberg's deal mm. that you don't, you don't make horror of a variety unless it truly re- like repulses you too. Yeah. So I hate that. But this, the, the way it's presented, the art is incredible. The writing is good too. Like the structural storytelling of this, I look, I read this, I look forward to scenes coming up soon. There are always wonderful flashes, but for me, what like from what I remember, I already mentioned, but maybe now I'm gonna think about that amazing panel where it's Makaku grabbing random bald guy from the crowd. He's like (laughs) no, and then he pulls out, pulls off his scalp, and the art is beautiful i love it it's, it's amazing it's a weirdly it's so ultra violent but like it's just it kind of make it's like the it's kind like, of like it's, point com- and laugh, like, it's ah! mechanical and comical <laughs> he, at the same he time cracked his head open like a peanut yeah it's like, literally great. and slurped his brains out. yeah no it's this this is such a violent story but also it's it's wonderful i i really love this manga yeah yeah no uh, totally hey, um, i really hate the title i gotta admit i really hate it the, the title battle angel alita yeah if it was just alita it would be fine it, uh, yeah um, like, I, I battle angel i hate that battle, battle angel is corny like weirdly enough that sounds like a translate a translated title it does and it's not they made that up yeah maybe 
I think actually we'll see about these with these translated ones. Where like t- Battle Angel was like is like a line used mm-hmm. in the thing. Yeah, and they 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 did a good use of the titular line in the movie. Your Battle Angel. Like yeah. okay, fine. Oh yeah. Oh the movie. That's nice. Also, um, God bless uh, 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 the filmmakers in that and Rosa Salazar. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Alita got to say fuck. Yeah. Fuck your mercy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That makes me just go like like oh I love her. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like kind of a. Kind of a waste of a Mahershala Ali, if anything. Yeah, well, his his character wasn't interesting, but he has a very interesting thing that he does that I kind of loved, mm-hmm. and especially like that last scene of him. Like it's it's a it's a thankless kind of role, but like that scene of him dying deserved an Academy Award. I mean, he's like, always it was great. it was hilarious. Uh, he should have he should have been nominated for that as in a green book. Just just that, yeah. He should. He well, should've... that was last year. Whatever. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah, uh, my uh, hazy memory, and it's a hard thing to kind of point out because, like, again, like... This is, like, imprinted in you so deeply you don't remember how you found it? There, there's not many things that I forgot. Uh, like, out of anything, you know what I actually forgot? The the end of the Makaku thing? Because I remember, like, the thing about, like, seeing him as, like, this kind of, like, forgotten rat child. Yeah. And, like, like slowly His dying flushed a horrible, down a toilet. horrible Jesus forgotten Christ. death. And, like, this, this kind of mysterious doctor named Destinova decided mm-hmm. to give him another chance to seek out like uh whatever kind of like purpose to, get, to give him to give him the power to seek out purpose and yeah and makaku used that power to become a endorphin addict an, an endorphin addicted uh body stealer yeah uh who yeah who eats brains for yeah. birdie um but no the i think the one thing so there's a fucking werewolf or something like that's fucking ridiculous there's like a werewolf man in this I don't remember that. In the beginning of the second one, where like that old guy who like oh yeah like, yeah it becomes like a werewolf with sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's like it's, a, it's, he's a, like a spliced thing. It's so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's it's like the one time something like that happens, and it's like whatever, dude. Okie dokie. It's like a wolf man. Thing. Um, I think okay, I think the one hazy memory that I have in this yeah is. Uh... I lost it. I straight up did. Um, okay. I really did. I don't remember. You no, it's really weird to say, and I don't think I'm going to say anything in particular because I remember half of this like mm-hmm. like very well and yeah. just kind of like rediscovering the things. It's like, I remember well, this, but I forgot it. I guess we'll save it for next time. We will. So yeah. in summation, listeners, if you haven't picked this up, um, next time you're in a Barnes & Noble, if the movie even, the idea of the movie even apply, like appeal to you a little bit, um, this is, this is an, a new release again. Mm. So pick it up. Look, just look at the artwork. It's wonderful, and it's easy to get absorbed into it. It's one hundred and ten percent worth reading. Yep, uh, totally recommend, and I also highly recommend seeing. Out of anything, if you want to see see the movie, um, I, I think that yeah, the, we might see it again tonight. We might see it again uh, soon. Um, tonight, tonight specifically, right after this. Tonight. Um, it, I, I I really enjoyed it, and I think I was I was not expecting it to be any good at all. Yeah, and then I was like, hey, I think I I liked it. And then after, like, every day has gone by, I like it more and I appreciate Same. it. Um, it's not perfect by a long shot. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, Aquaman. But it turned out to be <laughs> yeah. way better than yeah, that. Jesus. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. So, uh, let's stop talking about uh, Alita and Fanzacus for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should say next week for episode 100, very briefly. Oh, my God. We're going to cover Wizard School Parts 3 by Chuck Rowling. By Jack Rowling. By Jack Rowling. By Limp Biscuit Rowling. By Fred Durst Rowling. By Fred Durst. <laughs> Wizard School Part 3. By Fred Durst. Rowling. Nookie. Ugh. Does Shane. By Fred. Deshane. Shane? What? Deshane. Deshane? Roland Deshane. What's Deshane from? Oh, from the uh, uh, Dark Tower. Okay. Okay. I was, I was kind of, you it's just not Deshane. 
I I didn't know how to say that. Deschain. Okay. I was like I was like Deschain because it's weirdly yeah. French for Gilead. Anyway, I sorry. Also, I also said Elaine for years. So, um, you said Elaine. Elaine. Alain Delon. I say it does make sense that there's some French. Tom Delonge. Anyway, um, so yeah, no, so we're going to do that next time, and we're going to have a bunch of other surprises we for are? you. I don't fucking I don't know. I don't we know. got nothing, man. We should, got nothing. Like, like, call in? I don't uh, know. Call, call, call in. Call in. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Let's do a live show in front of no one. <laughs> that'll be awesome i just did it at like the corner or something like that yeah set up set up shop in like that that half liquor store at the end of the street over yeah there. that's very eric andre yeah i would not do that anyway uh gabriel yes, uh, let's, uh, let's do plugs do plugs okay um ladies and gentlemen the one important plug i have for you is please check out the link down below um a team known as Ryan's Goslings is doing a 5K for a donor dash. Um, they're trying to raise awareness for organ donation. It is in honor of um, our dearly departed friend, Ryan Snyder, um, former co-host of Sex and Violence. Um, he passed away last year, and his mother, sister, and cousin are running a 5K to raise awareness for organ donation. So please check out the link. Please don't give them some money. Um, deadline's coming up soon, and I think that maybe, I have to talk to a sister, that I think they're kind of like, there's like no money so far, which is very upsetting. So, we'll get that moving, please. And also, if you want to check out the um, back catalog of Sex and Violence, lots of good times hearing Ryan talk. And lastly, um, follow me on the Instagram at read, as in reading books, dot Richards. Um, I'm going to have those stickers done soon. Sorry, I keep on dragging my ass on it. I just keep on playing Fallout instead of working. And uh, yeah, re- I'm reviewed a show. I'll send you a sticker. Cool. Could be a bad review. I don't care. Could be a bad review. Yeah, whatever. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it's not a bribe. Follow me on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Go to topgallantradio.com and also topgallantpress.com. You can buy all my fiction on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. That's cool. And uh, also, um, I have something new coming out mm-hmm. on Tuesday. This is kind of like a lackluster way to do, you know announce like it's like oh I have this this book coming out. Yeah. Huh? Um, but basically, I'm kind of in the coming few weeks. I'm gonna like kind of repackage all like the loose kind of scattered things I have out there. I'm gonna make that unavailable and make them only available through like these kind of like collected things and whatnot that are coming cool. out. Uh, one of them is this thing that's coming out called, uh, it's a little collection of like all the fiction that was like loose and scattered called Fictions Bordering on the Fantastic. Nice. By D. Gonzalez Gonzalez. That's you. Oh, uh, I should read the this really awesome uh, comment I had on Instagram. Oh yeah, your review, I saw. Oh no. No, no, on Instagram. This is better. Uh, <laughs> this is more fun. I don't know how to take a compliment, so I'll read this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um... So again, like, uh, so, yeah, that's going to come out on Tuesday. It's only three bucks. And, cool, uh, man. That's gonna be really fun. So I posted the uh, the picture, the cover of of the short story collection. It looks good. I like it a lot. Uh, which is based, which is a, a, a Russian painter who was very like who's incredibly very dead? vivid. About, he's dead. He's very mm-hmm. dead. But um, but it's a picture of like a young woman holding flowers, staring at the staring at the painter, camera. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and one of the, I got this really nice response from somebody. Uh-huh. Uh, the the Instagram account was uh, sweetest devil underscore luxury. Uh, and uh, this person wrote, Hey, lovely. We were scrolling through and think you're absolutely gorgeous. We would love to collab. Send our main Instagram account a message. You can find the link on our profile, X. You prefer to read that aloud than the actual good review you yes. got? Yes. Where, again, I didn't know how to respond to that because, like, initially my my kneecap response was going to be... Your kneecap? Knee-jer- yeah, kneecap response, <laughs> yeah. My, my knee-jerk response was going to be, that's a painting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But like, you know, again, sure, man. I think it's like bots or something like that. It sounds like a bot. It speaks to the painter's power where apparently a yeah. bot picked this up as a real person. Um, but no, no. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, talk and, and plug you for Daniel a little bit. His book, um, Shadow from the Deep, got a really good review from a rando dude, yeah. which is great news. Yeah. Congratulations, Daniel. I could either go on forever about that or talk nothing at all because yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, no, it's, it's Peter, it was... whoever you are. Thanks a lot. Peter, right away. Okay. His name's Peter. Mm-hmm. And his pitcher is is a uh, Clint Eastwood from uh, the Good Night of Daniel. So right away, I'm like, I got this guy. Yeah. So you got him. <laughs> I got him. And reading reading the review, I didn't know what it was because it was like describing like the story very accurately in detail to the yeah. point where I'm just like, clearly he read it. I was like, oh, he read it. Wow. And also, and like he can describe the book in a way that I never can because I hate talking like writing descriptions about things like that. You should learn to get good at that. I, I no, I'm, it's always going to be my worst thing. I don't know how to do it. It's like, I don't know. Make you it, know, we should take a course in self-marketing, even though you have a degree in business. Technically I do. I know self-marketing. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'm just generally bad yeah, at it. You know, I know a lot of people who are really good at giving relationship advice who are terrible in relationships. I, I guess yeah. for me, it's almost the other way around where it's like, I know, yeah, I know marketing. But like, I hate self-marketing. I hate, yeah. it's like, comp- it's like complimenting yourself and also hyping yourself. Mm-hmm. And I can so not yeah, do I, that. I put them on, on sticky notes and I put them by my door. Mm-hmm. So I wake up every day and it says, um, you are not your thoughts. Or are you? In a way. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. I don't get it. And then apparently I'm very racist. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> um, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, so also, yeah, again, that was on Goodreads, uh, Peter gave it four out of five stars. Very, yeah. very, very helpful. Um, it was like yeah. one of the first genuine, like, like out of nowhere, someone I just don't know at all who sure. read the book. I don't know when he read the book, but, uh, but yeah. yeah so very... on Facebook, follow Daniel's fiction at Daniel Gonzalez fiction. Yes. Daniel Gonzalez fiction. Um, and keep an eye out Tuesday again. Fiction's bordering on the fantastic. Hey, Gabriel, I was going to say plug again, but we just did that. We just did that already. I have nothing to plug. I'm lazy. It's very warm in here. Uh, I'm great. I'm gonna. It's it. It's not great. It's humid in here. I'm because wearing socks and a hoodie. It's two dudes and a talking in a little walk-in closet. Not little. Yeah. It's a walk-in closet. A little walk-in closet. And uh, it's getting hot in here because of all the talking and the voices and the carbon dioxide. Breath. Gabriel is comfortable. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's time to end the show. Okay. Gabriel, do you have anything to say? No. For yourself? No. Do you explain yourself? No. All right. That's the end of the show. See ya. <laughs>